everybody. Welcome in. Happy Friday. It is the Bill Michaels Show. Ben Kenny in for Bill today alongside Mr. Grant Bills. Grant, what's up? Good morning, Mr. Kenny. How are you? How is the uh, how's the western side of the state? It's it's oh. cold out here, but I, the the snowfall did not accumulate as much as I thought. So Madison didn't get hit that hard, I guess. We got smoked a, a good amount. We don't normally get snow over here, so it was, it was a little bit of a shock for us. I spent most of the week saying it wouldn't be so bad if not for the gosh darn wind. Uh, it's bad without any gosh darn wind. It's freezing cold and not windy <laughs> at all today. So I can no longer say that that Midwestern mantra we all love so much. Today was a good old uh, scrape the ice off the car day. Uh, Shovel out yeah. the car day before you go to work. Maybe my, wear gloves. My hour before getting into the studio is very hectic. You're you're a morning man. You're in there. You're joining your morning show. You're prepping Bill's show at the crack of dawn. I'm not a morning man. Uh, very hectic. I had to run a quick trip to get supplies for the day. And yeah, our friends so at Quick Trip. Scraping. Our friends, our good friends at Quick Trip. Yes, great people over there. All right, Grant. Good so there's there's a lot going on today. And and listen, I woke up and I felt a, a, a little twinge in my bad knee as I normally oh. do that I, I think today's the day we hear from Aaron Rodgers and I say that only because Bill took off and it would be so perfect after all of these years and all of these weeks of Rodgers talk and will he come back will he retire will he get traded that the day he actually announces his intentions is the day is the one day in the last what four or five months that Bill isn't here so I feel like we're getting Rogers news today and it's not based off anything significant. I just, I have breaking news sources close to the situation. Tell me I'm blocked by the Pat McAfee show account. What? I was going to see his show rundown because I thought, well, Rogers is probably, you know, surprise appearance on the McAfee show. I was going to see if he put his rundown out and I'm blocked. You're kidding. You're kidding. I can't follow or see Pat McAfee shows tweets. Is it because I always post the, <laughs> like the parody quotes from the show that don't actually, those obviously aren't real. I'm not trying to rip off their show. What the heck? How am I supposed to see when Rogers goes on? Now I'm going to have to watch it on YouTube, like a caveman. Or I, oh. you're going to, what's actually, it might be worse. You're going to need to follow all the people that just take what he says and tweet them in a different form. Oh, the dove climbers of the world, the aggregators. No. That's a dangerous part of Twitter, Grant. Well, this sucks because some breaking news is going to come out on the McAfee show, and I'm going to have to make a second account to go watch it. I now am blocked by two people that I know of. <laughs> the other is Rashawn Gary. He's blocked by Pat McAfee. And Rashawn <laughs> Gary. What? I, the thin skin. I will say, you won't let people meme your show. That's that's a tough look. I mean, maybe you were spreading fake news because all, all those memes mostly had to do with the Milwaukee Brewers. Which I, That's, yeah, maybe Elon Musk did this. If you want to go all the way upstairs, we talk about parody. <laughs> we talk about what's what's real accounts and, and what's not. Maybe he, he thought you Musk were one is, of the uh, aggregators and you were falsely aggregated. Really excited for Paige Speronic bobblehead day, and he doesn't appreciate people mocking it. Oh, Christ. I think that's what it comes down to. I like I've, I've so many positive things to say about the Brewers today. Uh, so I'm going to let that one slide. No, no bobblehead talk. And they've had some wins. There have been some things they've put out that are, that are quite positive, I think, going into the season. So there's a lot coming up today. We'll talk Brewers. They're in action tomorrow in the Cactus League against the Dodgers. We'll get into a, a big Russell Wilson story later in the show. Dropped today. 
Uh, and and the Bucks are back tonight as well. So a, a lot of stuff going on today on this very fine Friday. Grant, I wanted to start, though, uh, with with all the Rodgers stuff going on. And we'll get into the angles of returning and not and what it yeah. could mean. But I was thinking because there have been so many discussions of how to make the team better. And how do we if Rodgers comes back, how do we make this a championship caliber team? The draft, obviously, is a couple months away, and then free agency is also starting up in about one month. I put this out on Twitter. I will ask you now, do you think where we stand today on February 24th is this Packers roster? Take away the quarterback, whether it's Rodgers or Love, the roster as a whole, because we always talk uh, 2019, they go down to San Francisco and get crushed in the NFC title, largely because the roster was just not good enough. Rodgers drug them there to that point. But it was clear they couldn't tackle. The run defense was not nearly good enough to win a Super Bowl. Where we stand today, though, do you think this Packers roster is championship caliber? Do you think it is more of the fringe playoff variety? Or do you think it is, again, a miss the playoffs kind of team? I'm not going to strongly say they're going to miss the playoffs. That's a little much. That's a little dramatic. Seems like maybe that's overreacting to last year. I will say it's a little tough for me to get hyped about the Packers roster after watching your Eagles, right? And how stacked that team is top to bottom, all the, de- the defensive groups and all the positions on offense. There's a night and day difference between say the Eagles and the Packers or the 49ers and the Packers, although the 49ers dealt with quarterback injuries. So it's really tough for me to get excited about the Packers being a Super Bowl roster after watching the Niners and the Eagles and the Chiefs who don't have as good of a roster, but their quarterback is on another level. The Packers quarterback is not on another level and the roster isn't on the same level as some of those great teams we watched. So I think they're a fringe playoff team. I think they're eight and nine, nine and eight, like we saw last year. I agree. And the public agrees. I put it out on Twitter at Ben Z Kenny a couple hours ago, 71% say fringe playoff team, 6.4 say they're championship ready and 22% say miss the playoffs again. And, and yeah, this is not meant to say whether the team will or, or won't do something because of how different everything will look. But I tend to agree. And I, I guess the beauty of the NFL is the Niners and Eagles are probably not going to be as good this coming year, just given the natural cycle of the NFL and free agents yeah. and how you have to construct a roster. But I sit back and I look at this Packers team right now, and I think this can inform when we get a Rodgers decision, what will come next from Gudekinst and from the front office. The aging guys are getting a year older, David Bakhtiari, and, uh, it, you know, the other guys that have been stalwarts on the team for so long, and, and, and yes, Bakhtiari's d- uh, dealt with a lot of injuries, but he's getting a year older. You can go to the defensive side. A lot of those guys are getting a year older. You don't know if, like, Jair Alexander, I think he's towards the top of the NFL in production, but I, maybe the best year is in the past. I don't know for sure. But all the aging guys are a year older. Guys, you're paying a lot of money. The team doesn't have a lot of real money for free agents. Where we stand today, they're they're still trying to get under the cap. They still have to sign their draft class. They're not, and this I think is the biggest part, they're not amazing in the trenches. And it's easy to... Trenches are important, Ben. Games are won in the trenches. I'm glad you brought this up. It's easy to dumb it down to this. On the offensive line, I think they're better than they are in the defensive line. Yes. But I think the D-line is one of the biggest concerns that isn't talked about enough with this team entering next year, where it's not just the guys that are going to start. And if Devontae Wyatt becomes really good, like, yeah, they have a, a good starting three or four there. 
but sure. it's about the depth. Yeah. We see this with, with all good teams when you get down to the end of the playoffs. How deep are you on the defensive line when you have to sub? You need other guys mm-hmm. to play snaps. If there's an injury, how well equipped are you to sustain that? This team is not nearly good enough where we sit today on the defensive line. Uh, and and you look through like the list of the top 50 free agents. None of the ESPN talking heads or writers are saying, okay, this person is the fit for the Packers. Yeah. And yeah, they're, they're never a big free agency team and they don't really have the money to do it. But even if we looked at a certain, uh, there aren't any good wide receivers really coming out. But if we looked at a certain position and said, okay, if they could just get a big ticket free agent there, that could change everything. I, I don't know if they're going to be in the running for any of these guys. No, so they it, don't, they don't have the money and I don't think it fits their timeline. Like it wouldn't make sense for them to bring in an expensive old like, like DeAndre Hopkins is an example that everyone wants to use, right? It wouldn't make any sense for them to go get DeAndre Hopkins. They're trying to get younger. They're trying to get cheaper and, and kind of start a new wave of, of talent, a, a new generation on offense. It wouldn't make any sense, and they can't afford them. I'm with you on the O-line and D-line. The O-line is fine. I think if Bakhtiari can stay healthy, he's very good. But it's not a great unit. It's not what it was in, in some of the best Packers years of the last decade. I think Packers fans sometimes just like, well, the offensive line is great because it's always great. We're the Packers. Eh, it's it's fine. It's fine, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl or contend for a Super Bowl with fine. Like you need elite position groups at least here and there. And I don't, I don't know if the Packers have an elite position. The Eagles were elite everywhere, right? The Niners were elite mostly everywhere. The Packers are fine. That's about it. And again, it's not places where I think you can sustain injuries, right? If if you have one oh, yeah. of those linemen go down and you need Jake Hansen to play big snaps, I don't think that's a recipe for getting back to a Super Bowl no matter who's a quarterback. So, so there's all that. And then you think, okay, what's the easiest way to improve? The answer is the draft. And it's an important draft in order to, A, if you're going to go forward without Rodgers to build a team, a young team around love, or if it is Rodgers, you need day one contributors. You need dudes that are going to come in and have an impact instantly. It isn't that great of a draft from everything I've read. Yeah, there's talent in, in a lot of places, but... When you talk about the pure depth of the draft, it's it's not one of the good drafts we've seen recently. And a lot of things are at play there with how college football works and how many guys are actually coming out. But I guess I I think the hands are tied for Goody a okay. bit when it comes to improving the roster throughout this offseason. Like there, there are a bunch of unrestricted free agents that they can resign like we've seen them do in the past. And there's a lot of dead money there. I think 15, 16 million overall if they yeah. don't play on the Packers, that the Packers will still pay them if they go somewhere else. I think they'll bring some of them back. But at the end of the day, like you talk about Adrian Amos, Reed, Keyshawn Nixon, Alan Lazard, Rob Tunyon, Crosby, Mercedes Lewis, Dean Lowry, Randall Cobb, and Rudy Ford. It's a bunch of those guys. I, I don't know if that moves the needle specifically, but also, let's say they're able to bring all those guys back. I just don't see where the huge improvements are going to come. So the answer would then have to be, okay, so then how can the units that were, let's say, uh, under expectation last year, how can they get better? And the answer is more health, and the answer is better play, and the answer is Joe Barry on yeah. defense. But I, I sit back and wonder, and I look through, and I think they're somewhat of a fringe playoff team. What can be the thing that, that brings them over the hump? And the answer is Romeo Dobbs and oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Give well, the answer is great quarterback play. Okay, okay. Which is an easy way to to all dumb it down to can Rodgers come back and play at an MVP level? Um, but but yes, 
another way that it could happen is the young guys. Is a is a Dobbs and and Christian Watson. While the older guys are a year older, the younger guys are a year older too. With yeah. Wyatt and with Quay Walker and with the wide receivers. Well, and I'm I'm just thinking on offense. You know, if Rodgers is going to play at an MVP level, a big part of him winning all of his MVPs has been the wide receiving talent around him, and that's the case for most MVPs. Not really the case with Mahomes this year. You know, save for Travis Kelsey. But Rodgers in 2011 had a, a great, you know, group of receivers around him. 2014, he had Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson was unbelievable that year. Just go back and watch highlights. He was catching 80-yard bombs every week. And then Devontae Adams in 2020 and 2021, he's always had his running mates and elite talent around him when he's won MVPs. It's the case for most quarterbacks, I know. But Rodgers, if he's going to get back to an elite level next year, I think Watson and Dobbs are going to have to take a jump. You're going to have to be more consistent. You're going to need to know what to expect from them, and, and you're going to need to get a certain level of production every week. I think those two are the biggest names and the biggest players that I'm watching from last year to this next year where the Packers could get more consistent on offense, more productive on it, better in the red zone, and on third and fourth down. I look at those two guys as a, as a big uh, point of improvement for next year. And Matt LaFleur is part of that too. Yeah. I, I think a lot of the red zone is – Obviously, brute force. Can you can you move guys two yards? I think a lot of it's scheme too, mm-hmm. and and a lot of it is big time playmakers. Can they win a one on one matchup and make a play? So when you say okay, what's a big improvement this roster can make, and what can actually change next year if they find an impact tight end in the draft that could then change the red zone, where there are smaller ways to do it. But even so, I look at the big picture, and everyone always says the. So the love camp, the people that want Jordan Love to be the starter next year say, uh-huh. okay, the roster as it is set is not good enough to win a Super Bowl unless Rodgers comes back and plays the best year we've ever seen. Like uh, going forward, it it wouldn't be smart to bring back the guy because you still probably won't win. That's What's what the, the love point? camp says. Yeah. And then the Rodgers camp says, okay, well, uh, the roster actually is quite good. And if Rodgers comes back and he lifts it up, then they can go do it. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle where it's, yeah. it's, I don't think the roster is necessarily good enough where we sit today to be championship ready. But I also think if it is love, I think it's good enough to make the playoffs. So it's a weird middle ground. If that makes sense. This is going to sound like such a privileged question that I'm asking you, you know, is next year a slam dunk success? If Rodgers comes back, and they make the first round of the playoffs and they lose to the Niners or the Eagles or the Cowboys. Like, are, are we looking back at, at this season and uh, think a year into advance? We're doing the show next February, next March. And we're like, well, they brought Rodgers back. They made the playoffs and they lost to a team that was better than them in the first round. A team that was obviously better than them. Do we look back at that season and think, wow, that was the right choice? I don't think we do. I agree with you. I, I'm, I think others would disagree. You gave yourself a chance. You got into the postseason. That would not be a success to me. That would be not a waste of a year, but a year that you didn't get any closer to winning a title. You didn't set yourself up for the future any better. You just kind of treaded water. No, the only way I think it is a success is if they make it to the Super Bowl. Whether they win it, that's a side. Because the Super Bowl is often a coin flip. Agreed. It'll come down to who makes fewer mistakes and who makes a big play late, which the Chiefs did, and the refs helped them. But uh, (laughs) in general, yeah, it's it's whether they make it or whether they don't. And Bill said this. I completely agree. All all the stuff in the regular season with Rodgers now doesn't really matter. 
after those two one seeds didn't get the job done, did not get back to the Super Bowl, going into this year, he said, I, I don't really care what you do in the regular season. Make it to the playoffs. Make a run there. That's what matters. After all we've been through here, I think it's the same scenario if Rodgers comes back. If if they lose in the first round or if they lose in the second round, then it's, I mean, the same failure we've seen. But the question yeah. then is, okay, did that happen because Rodgers was not playing well and Rodgers isn't back to the level he was two years ago? Or is the answer, the roster just isn't good enough? Well, it, is it a 2019 scenario? Yeah it'll probably be a little bit of both, right? And we're really going into a hypothetical and playing this all the way out a year in advance. But if they go to the playoffs next year and lose to a team that's better than them, Rodgers will probably be fine in the playoff game, but he won't be amazing. And people who really want to criticize Rodgers say, that's not good enough. Rodgers are making all this money. You need to be great. Good isn't good enough. And and then the other half will be like, no, 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 no. The roster's not good enough. The special teams gave up his cut, right? And we're going to do the same song and dance we've really been doing since... 2015 2016 I don't really need to play this game anymore I don't need to sit on this ride any longer I'm okay with doing something else I think part of this discussion does lead me to to want Jordan Love to start next season just for the I the light at the end of the tunnels there for Rodgers but I don't know how large it is and I don't know how close it is frankly that's why I do want them to go to Love but that's a separate discussion I think the better question here is Yes, Goody's obviously going to try to to improve the roster and reshape it and bring back the guys that will help, like Nixon, and maybe don't bring back the guys that aren't needed, like Robert Tanyan, for example. But mm-hmm. the question is, when we hear from Rodgers, whether it's today, whether it's next Tuesday, whether it's late next week, getting really near free agent time, should his decision change how Goody goes about the offseason? Should should whether he's coming back change anything about the decision he makes in the draft, the decision he makes in free agency? Because, I again, I think the roster as it's set would be good enough with love if he plays well. And if he doesn't play well, then you know he's not the guy and you easily move off and you go find another guy in the draft because you'll have a figuratively high draft pick if he struggles. But I yeah. think it's good enough if love isn't amazing, but is fine in his first year starting. I think it's good enough to go nine and eight and make the playoffs 10 and seven. Yeah. You don't need to win 11, 12 games to make it like they almost made it this year after all they went through. So look at it this way, Ben, look at it this way, going nine and eight and making the playoffs with love is, is way better. It's a much better outcome than going nine and eight with Rogers and making the playoffs. Right. Do do you agree with that? Because I think you have a good starting, starting base with Jordan love. You make the playoffs. You you win more games than you lose. You're building towards something. Whereas if you go nine and eight with Rodgers, it's a lot of the same. It's what we've been seeing for the last five or six years. You know, not exactly, but Rodgers isn't quite good enough. The roster is not as good as other teams, and and we do it all over again. If you do it with Love, it looks different. It's a nice first step. It's a nice first year for Love. I, I think it's way different, even though the result might be the same. I mean, the big question, I think, is whether if Rodgers does come back, whether he does take some sort of pay cut, whether he does restructure the contract, because there would be a path then. If they get freed sure. up money-wise, there would be a path. It's I mean, just, a lot yeah. of the path does hinge on the ability of the quarterback and the ability of the defensive coordinator, which is, I <laughs> I must say, I was... I was laying in bed last. I, I was thinking about the show and what we were going to talk about. And I oh, wonder, boy. you know, if, if Rogers doesn't come back and they go with love and they draft some 
not project players, but more development guys that are younger and will get better with time. Can can LaFleur fire Barry then? Right? Like, isn't the whole point of bringing back Barry to keep continuity, to, to try to get yeah. this team over the hump to a Super Bowl? If you don't have Rodgers, is that really what you're doing? Well, no, no you're trying to build to the show. future. Yeah, continuity is fine, great. But, the, you know, there's continuity and then there's getting stale. And I think I think at the end... Oh. Some some technical difficulties there. We will we'll work through them. Uh, we're late for a break anyway. Let's do this. We'll step away. Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels today. Lot to get to. 877-867-1670. We could take calls coming up. Do you think this Packers roster is good? Is it championship ready? Is it good enough if Rodgers is playing at a high level to get back to the Super Bowl? Or do you think it's more of a fringe playoff roster? And you think that should be Jordan Love's job to get them to that point. We could take your calls coming up as well as a lot more. It's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills and for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michaels show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Ben Kenny Grant Bills here with you on this Friday, 877-867-1670. You want to chime in? That is how you do it. Twitter question up at Ben Z. Kenny, is the Packers roster championship ready? More of a fringe playoff group, or will it miss the playoffs again? Uh, Grant Bills, you say fringe playoffs where we stand today? Like a five to seven seed? Yeah, yeah. But I think to hint at what we said before that break, like getting a, uh, you know, a low playoff seed and maybe losing in the first round with Jordan Love is a good first step, right? You're off and running there with a, a new generation, a new version of the Packers. If you do that with Rodgers, then it's, I don't want to say a wasted year, but you're going backwards still. You're getting farther away from the Super Bowl, farther away from where you were in 2020. It'll be weird because it would actually be a step forward from what they did this year. So if Rodgers would have another yeah. year in him and we do another <laughs> offseason like this, and getting, then we, we talk ourselves yeah. into it again. The problem is We're getting the, closer. the money just gets harder and harder. It does. Like all this stuff that's been put off, they could still do it. They could bring everybody back this year pretty much. But the question is, like you're paying some guys probably more money than what they played at last season. Like Rasul Douglas, who had an awesome yeah. 2021. So... I think it's tough. I, you're in a tough spot with money, which means you're going to have to eventually start cutting bait, which makes the team not as good. So I, I'm not going to say there's not a chance of all that happening this season. And as I've said, I, I think the Packers are somehow in a somewhat of a win-win scenario. It's either A, Roger, because I don't think he's retiring. But Agreed. if he comes back, it's A, Rodgers comes back and you have Aaron Rodgers and yep. you know what it could look like. You know the dynamics. You bring most guys back on the coaching staff and on the team from last year to this, and you see what happens. The division isn't stellar. You you will probably make the playoffs. The question is, are you good enough to get above that? If he wants to get traded, and I don't know how much they'll get for him, and we could get into that, but you, you kind of have the framework for what's next. And, and there I, are, I guess there's a lower bar to what can be considered a success. I agree with you that neither choice is bad, right? Maybe a little more risky to to go with love, 
I'd say the upside isn't super high with Rodgers because I, I think that Super Bowl window is closed. Before the last break, Ben, you brought up something that I that I love and I think you want to talk about um, in this offseason, whether Brian Gutekunst makes choices based on the quarterback that he's planning for next year. Right, if Rodgers comes back, he has one plan. If Love comes and, and he's the start, he has a different plan. I think the offseason is exactly the same. I don't think it makes one bit of difference really? for, for where this team should go and the way that Gutekunst should build this team. Huh. So I'll give you an example. The, Do it. The, the wide receiver group on the free agent market stinks. Alan Lazard is third best guy or the fourth best guy. And they might go and bring him back. We can get into that as well. But there's Juju, there's Jacoby Myers. There, there aren't big ticket receivers like there have been in the past. If the Packers sign Robert Woods, I think they do that if Rodgers is the quarterback. I don't think they do it with love. Okay. A guy like Robert Woods, and I guess that's a small piece, and it's not a very important piece because you likely won't pay him that much. But I think there are guys like that on both sides of the ball that they could go find that might not make the biggest massive difference that are more depth pieces. But I don't see those moves happening with love. Okay. So... I'll just speak to the draft because that's where my mind goes first with off-season developments and off-season choices. I think the Packers need to continue to get younger at wide receiver and they need to get a tight end of the future, right? I know you like Darnell Washington, Michael Mayer is a name we talk about, right? There's lots of options this year in the draft. Maybe Smith and Jigba in the first round. I know Quentin Johnson's a little bit of a hot button topic with you. I, I get that. Details. We don't get bogged down in that. They need to get younger and they need to get more explosive on offense. I think they need to do that if Jordan Love is the quarterback because he needs talent and young talent around him to grow. And I think if Rodgers is back, they need to do it too because he needs younger, explosive playmakers to help him as he ages. So I don't think Gudikin's draft strategy should change. Young, explosive players on offense will be good around Love. They will be good and helpful to an aging Rodgers. I don't think that changes. Now, Robert Woods is interesting. I don't hate bringing in the veteran for a year to help mentor and to help stabilize a young wide receiving group. So I don't even hate Robert Woods if it's love. Maybe they'd be less motivated to do it with Jordan Love compared to Rodgers, but still don't hate it. I'd rather just bring back Cobb, frankly, than Woods. <laughs> like We make jokes about yeah. all that stuff, but Cobb wasn't bad last year. And I do when think he's, healthy. He, he's an important yeah. part. Yes, when he's healthy, definitely. Yeah, the draft obviously is the most important part because that's that's where they can find the most impact when you talk about all of the offseason phases. And I, maybe there's a, maybe if they're in the first round and they're at 15 and there isn't a wide receiver there that they really like or they don't want to take a tight end yet because they can get one in, in the second round or the third round, maybe they draft a, a Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Maybe they get a, a big guy that seems to be dominant on the defensive line to try to build that way. With love, I mean, where... Uh, yeah, he might actually flourish in a year or two, but that could be a foundational piece for the new look of the defense if you go that way. Um, but yes, yeah. I, I, I see your point. It does feel like it'll mostly be the same. I guess if you're going to bring in another rookie wide receiver or two, how much are you going to depend on them next season? And it's good yeah. you, you bring Watson and Dobbs back so that you don't need to, but we kind of know the cycle here. We kind of know what it's normally like for a first-year wideout. Well, what's the alternative, right? Bring back Lazard, bring back Tennant. I, I guess I just don't know what the other choice is because they don't have the money to go overpay for a, a, a good veteran ready-to-go wide receiver. I don't think that guy's out there anyways, and if he was, the Packers couldn't pay for him. 
I don't see what other option they have. Samori Toure. Well, agreed. Yeah, yeah, he's part of this young, blossoming <laughs> core. Absolutely. He, Samari Toure got mentioned in a piece that I read. Maybe it was Tyler Dunn's piece. And I, I almost sent it to you. I almost tweeted it out because, like, I'm not saying he's an afterthought. I love him. Big 10 guy. Looks real good when he gets out there. <laughs> it is funny when someone writes about the Packers, like, and they got this young group of receivers. Watson impressed. Dobbs looked great. And and don't forget about Toure. It's like, you could you can probably forget about him. I love him. I love talking about him, but you can maybe probably forget about him. I think most people do. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our buddy Jordan chimed in on Twitter at Ben Z. Kenny. He said, what if the Packers next year with love go five and 12, meaning miss the playoffs by a wide margin. And with the same team, Rogers goes to the playoffs. People will lose jobs in that scenario. I, I think it's a really interesting point. It kind of goes to what upside I think the Packers get if Love is the quarterback next season. Because you're going to learn a lot about him and whether he is the future. So if they go 5-12 and 12 and he isn't good, then I think you've, you've learned all you need to learn. I think learning. in that setting, you would also somewhat learn about Matt LaFleur. Yes. yes. Because they're, they've been in a dynamic since LaFleur's come here where not that he's catering to Rodgers, but... He doesn't have a young quarterback that doesn't have the experience that can just run everything that he wants ran. And, yeah. and I'm not saying it's been bad, like from Rogers' perspective. That just, it is what it is. If you're a new coach and you go in to coach Tom Brady, like Bruce Arians or, or what, Bowles was their head coach this year? It's like, yeah, Tom Brady runs the show. And deservedly so. But I think we learn a lot about LaFleur if Love is the quarterback. Because now, now it's his team. Not that it wasn't completely in the past, if you know yeah. what I'm saying. I don't mean this to, to rip Rodgers for the, for the dynamic that we've seen Agreed. the last couple of years, but I think LaFleur with love, and obviously we'll learn about Joe Barry again, but in that scenario, like if they go 5-12, and 12, <laughs> then you might be looking for a new coach, which isn't and a new quarterback. Might not be the worst yeah. thing. Totally. If you fail, you want to fail fast in the NFL, right? It's a, it's a mantra I like. If you're going to fail, fail fast learn fast, figure out what you have fast. So tanking next year would suck, but you'd learn about Jordan Love. He's not the guy. Let's move on. Let's reset that rookie quarterback clock. And now we have a longer runway to work with, with whoever the next guy is. And you maybe learn that Matt LaFleur was maybe the correct guy to come in and pair with Rodgers. Maybe I give the Packers too much credit, Ben, and tell me, I like to think that they were thinking like Phil Jackson when they brought in Matt LaFleur. Someone who can get along with the superstar, not make waves, very copacetic, very agreeable, not hiring someone to be Rodgers' buddy, but they weren't looking for an enforcer, I think, when they brought in Matt LaFleur. And again, maybe they didn't think this hard about it. Maybe I'm giving him too much credit. I'd like to think they hired Matt LaFleur thinking, all right, we want someone agreeable, nice, not going to make waves, going to acquiesce to Rodgers a little bit. And maybe the guy who was hired to coach Rodgers in his aging years isn't the correct guy to take over with a younger quarterback. Maybe you want a different style coach. Yeah, it would. I mean, five and 12 would suck, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. But you're going to go through some trials and tribulations eventually, or you might not at all. If love turns out to be the guy, but if he's not, and if Rogers comes back and love has to go somewhere else, like you're going to go deal with that eventually. So five and 12 would suck. Was last year that fun? Packers fans, did anyone have a ball last year? You know, I, I understand the Vikings game was fun. 
It was fun that they won on Christmas against the Dolphins, but big picture was last year fun. I feel like we were frustrated most of the year last year. Let's not act like the the, the alternative, keeping Rodgers and going somewhere around 500 and, and barely missing out or barely getting to the playoffs. That's not a blast either. I'm not jumping for joy with that outcome either. No. No, I think the discussion is how does the organization get back to a Super Bowl? What is the best yeah. path in the next X years, whether it's next year, whether it's in three years? How does the team get back to a Super Bowl? And, and, and yeah. again, I think there are, there are big benefits of, of both sides here. Like with Rodgers for another year, there is the chance there that he returns to form from two years ago and just goes scorched yeah. earth. I, I, I have, I'm holding everybody's words against them. I've heard all this crap for a year and a half, and he goes off. That mm-hmm. scenario is very possible, which is definitely an upside. But I guess there's also upside to the other. So There's also upside... It's something I keep bringing up on my show. I, I tried to get a good answer out of Tyler Dunn on Tuesday. And it's not that he didn't give me a good answer. He just didn't give me what I was really looking for. Um, it's just, I, I feel like the Packers are little business side too. They're like, eh, it'd just be easier if Rodgers retired here. Let's save ourselves the drama. Let's keep fans happy. I think there's value to that too. And I think that's influencing the Packers decision. Yeah, it's it's weird. There's There's been a lot coming out on both sides of the coin that I want to get into yeah. in a bit and how you react to it, Grant. I have some audio from Ryan Clark on Get Up today on ESPN talking about the situation. So that's coming up in a little bit, 877-867-1670. We will get to your phone calls as well. When we come back, it's Ben, Kenny, Grant, Bills, and for Bill Michaels. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Michael's show. Happy Friday, everybody. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills here with you. Grant, I am uh I'm off on vacation at the end of the show today. The yeah. the the jitters, some would call them, are real. And I've only I've only had two cups of coffee today, which is way on the low side, which is surprising. I thought I would I would need extra give me up because you know been a long week and all that. But I I made some coffee at home, French press. I'm on a French press kick this week. Yes. And uh, then I stopped to see our good friends at Quick Trip, and I got a can of Celsius, uh, peach mango, green tea, non-carbonated. This stuff is fuel. Really? Fuel. I've never been a fan of tea. So I don't like energy drinks. They get me all, I don't know. I like a good warm cup of coffee. But I tell you what, if I'm down bad and I was this morning, I stayed up too late preparing. I did too much research last night, Ben. I stayed up too late. I was tired. I got one of these things, and wow. I'm, I might not stop talking until 6 o'clock. We're going to do these four hours. Two to four, Jim Rome's on. I'm just going to talk to myself here in the studio. Talk over, Jim. That could work. He There's plenty of space. He takes a lot of long pauses. <laughs> I'll, I'll co-host. It's, that, would, that would be a riot. That'd be a riot. You post that on Twitter from only your perspective. That would be funny. It could be good. 877-867-1670. You want to chime in? Do it. Where do you think this Packers roster is? Is it a championship-ready roster? Is it a fringe playoff team? And importantly, how would you, if you were Goody, handle the offseason differently if you had Rodgers, who comes back, or if it's Love? 
We'll get to the phones here. Our buddy Zach is here. The the grilled cheese champion of Wisconsin, Grant, is with us. Zach, what's going on, man? What's going on, boys? How are uh, you, buddy? Thank you for that lovely introduction. That was fantastic, actually. I, and, and you know what? In, a, in about a month, Ben, I'll be uh, coming into studio serving up some more grilled cheese. Oh, Grant, oh. Grant, I know you. I don't think you've tried it. And I don't shower this praise lightly. I don't say this about a lot of food. They're about to say I don't shower. No, no. Like, oh, okay. The grilled cheese that Zach's, that Zach makes is legitimately the greatest thing I've ever eaten. I'll add it to my calendar. I'd love to be in studio that day. I'll make the drive. Yeah, it's usually, uh, I think it's the last Friday in April, Grant. So come on down, <laughs> seriously. It's, and then the, and the, the championships are the last Saturday in April. So uh, stay down and then, and then head over on Saturday over to Dodgeville from, from Madison. It's not too far of a jaunt. Hey, Zach, is there a Democratic voting process when it comes to this, or is it judged? The it's grilled judged. cheese. It is, mm. it is judged. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and, and do they accept bribes? I, I figured out things of I that nature, out how to, uh, massage the judges a little bit. So that's there good. It is. You know, I, I have some, I have literally some like physically massaging them or no, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's, you know, lear- learning about who's judging and playing towards their, their, uh, their like their palate. It's, it's nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, any, anyway, want to, want to talk Rogers and, and everything here. Here's what I think with, with LeFleur, especially if Rogers decides to hang it up or whatever, or trade it, LeFleur has two years. He has one year that is your leash year, right? So he has a longer leash with love than he does with Rogers, because if Rogers goes eight and nine, you know, nine and eight misses the playoffs, LaFleur's done. But if he goes eight and nine with love, seven and ten with love, he gets another year. So this is the 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 prove it year for love if love plays, if love starts, this is the this is the we'll wait and see, we'll see what we have and we'll go from there. And if in two years LaFleur uh, you know, they miss the playoffs or a one and done, I think he's going to be one and done as well so it he has a longer leash with love and now okay. am i saying that i don't want to see rogers i love rogers rogers is rogers is fantastic you know he's we do too he's kind of been stuck with uh you know mediocre roster because of ted thompson for so long um and i'm glad gutekunst is finally coming around to get some of these roster pieces but it's still not exactly where i think uh the packers roster needs to be you know, they, they okay. have some dead weight. I think they could cut Bakhtiari because I think he's taken up a huge chunk of change, and he, he didn't even play last year. $28 million like three games. is the cap hit, I believe, for Bakhtiari this year. Uh, the, yeah, it's, it's a huge chunk of change. Dead cap dead would cap be 23 so they'd save yeah. five or six. I feel like that's you're giving up on a, on a cornerstone of your team and a guy who's really good when he's healthy to save $5 million. Well, if, if Rodgers comes is, back, is there's, there's no way in hell you can cut Bakhtiari. I, right? Okay. If it's love, then maybe yeah. you can. But if Rodgers comes back, and not only do you maybe not bring back Lewis and Cobb and his other guys, but you cut the only other guys he has, I don't think that will bode well. The high end, no, you're, the, no, right. the best-case scenario next year with Bakhtiari is that he comes back and is healthy for the first time in forever and is one of the best left tackles in the league. I, I think that's very realistic, actually. I, I could buy into that. The, the downside 
is saving $5 million. I'd way rather bet on the upside than, than save $5 million that they probably won't even do anything with. Yeah, that's, that's, that is true. That's, that is true. There's a lot of parts that, uh, that could probably be, uh, you know, gotten rid of. But uh, I think the biggest thing that happened to the Packers was uh, re-signing Aaron Jones. I think that was huge. That was abs. And honestly, I don't think Aaron Jones re-signs if he knows that Rodgers is gone. So I think Rodgers is hmm. staying. I, I, that's, me personally, I think that's, uh, that's why Aaron Jones took a pay cut to stay in Green Bay. Yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Zach. We have to run here. We're up against it a bit. I, uh, Grant, I kind of look at that scenario and think Jones considered the open market and what he maybe could have gotten. Because was he a free agent? Uh, no, he was a free agent, I think, after 2020. Right, right. right. But, but had he had been cut in theory? Oh, well, yeah, then he'd be a free agent. Yeah, I think he... Yeah. I think he considered all that and then realized that he probably wouldn't have gotten as much money elsewhere, given yeah. what the league is doing with running backs, he's which is wrongfully got, so. He is their best offensive player. He's probably got a year or two left, and they might not be great years. I think he would rather play his career in Green Bay than go sign, I don't know, to be a, a second guy with the Colts or the Titans and kind of be a, a forgettable player for the next two years. I get it. I'm super glad he did. I, he's a great Packer. I love that he's still here. Yeah. Well, I I mean, you look at a guy like Pollard, who's going to be dominating the market, the old Cowboys back. He'll probably yeah. make a lot. I Yeah, I just wonder what, what the alternative, maybe he looked at the alternative and thought he'd come back, or maybe he thinks Rodgers. But I we heard Lazard two days ago on this show, talking on Sirius XM Radio, saying I my guess is as good as yours. I don't know how many informed decisions are being made about Rodgers' return. Because I don't think anybody I knows. Take, I don't think Rodgers knows. I love that Zach took it there, though. I don't care if he's right or not. I, I love that he's I love that he's crafting tea leaves. Takes. That's what I love. Yeah. Tea leaves. All right. 877-867-1670. Have to step away. That's Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels. Ready? This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels show. It is Friday. Ben Kenny, Grant Bills here with you. Twitter question of the day at Ben Z. Kenny, is this Packers roster a fringe playoff team? Is it championship ready or will it miss the playoffs again? 72% say fringe playoffs and the rest of them mostly in the miss the playoffs again. Only 6% say championship ready. So we shall see. There are obviously upgrades to be made and, and changes to be made on that front. But where things stand, are, Grant, are you surprised with where this stands right now? I, I kind of figured most of it to be fringe playoffs. Yeah. There's not much is going to change from this year to next year, except a lot of folks are going to get older. So, no, I, I'm not surprised that Packers fans aren't super amped up. It's had a tough season. Lost at home to the Lions to miss out on the playoffs. I'm not surprised people aren't enthusiastic. And older does mean better in some cases. It also probably means older in others. True. Yeah. So that could go both I mean, ways. Well, this is the problem of being a, a team in the position like the Packers. And I'll be quick here because I know we got to hit the top of the hour. Like you don't have cap space. So the team is going to mostly remain the same, except you're going to lose a few guys every year. It's tough to get better in an environment like that. You're mostly just trying to stay the same, right? And when your best player quarterback's getting older, it's 
it's tough to get anywhere like that. Yeah. The, well, I mean, playing all off season with younger players maybe could help in general, but yeah. I mean, the NFC has gotten somewhat worse around them as time has gone on, which is it works in their favor, I guess. They're in a weird spot. We can talk about it next. I have a salary cap thing that I want to Yeah. All right, let's do that. Uh, Grant Bills, Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels. We'll do that. We'll talk Rodgers. Is today the day we hear? Bill's off, so maybe it is. We'll see. We'll get back to the phones as well. 877-867-1670. A lot more to come. We'll be right back. Subscribe.